Hello and welcome to DocsCast. This is Daniel Silver and I'm here today with Eve Tushnet and we're going to be talking top 10 underrated horror films. Uh, Eve, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, hi, uh, let's see. I am a writer and speaker in Washington, D.C. I've written two books at this point, uh, a novel called Amends and a nonfiction book, Gay and Catholic, Accepting My Sexuality, Finding Community, Living My Faith. And I was at Doxicon last year, I think. Yes. You were correct. And you gave a talk on authority in the horror genre. And you can find that at Ancient Faith Radio, actually. Excellent. Okay, well, let's jump right in and get to the top 10, I think you said underrated, underrated horror films, right? Just just one underrated, just sure. Just under underrated? Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, so let's start with one. If you did uh, come to my Doxicon presentation, it was about what are the sources of authority in horror movies. And the first one here will be maybe especially interesting if you liked that. It's called Urban Ghost Story. It is a Scottish film about a working class family who may or may not have a poltergeist. And basically the entire story of the movie is them getting mistrusted and denigrated by everyone because they're of the wrong class. The ending is sort of rushed and not great, but it does have a gorgeous scene of forgiveness and is in general like the most interesting poltergeist movie I have seen. Then totally switching, Urban Ghost Story is very recent, it's from the 2000s, I think, switching to, I believe, the 1950s, The Seventh Victim. Uh, you cannot have a great horror movies list without producer Val Luton, uh, who did I Walked With a Zombie. Uh, he also did this incredibly despairing tale of Satanism. I have to tell one small story about this movie. Uh, he was called after making this movie by the studio who yelled at him because they said, we don't make message movies here. And he said... But there is a message. The message is death is good. So it's a very sad movie. Death, death is well. I mean, that's not too much different than uh, you know. Remember, you will die. I guess, right? Like, uh, well, no, I think I think it's substantially it's different. Substantially death different. is good. It's not quite at the level of Saint Francis's, you know, welcome sister death. I guess. But it's a, it's a great movie about a Satanist cult and their sort of mental manipulations of a strange young woman. Okay, and up next? Again, totally switching gears. This one might be good if you are not in the mood to be really scared. Arachnophobia, my comfort film from the 80s. It's a horror comedy about spiders. Uh, spiders are, are terrifying. Uh, end of story. Uh, horror comedy, that, that, that's an interesting, interesting combination. Right. So uh, the next one, speaking of spiders, also very funny, but in a different way, uh, Spider Baby, uh, a black and white uh, 1960s, I believe, movie about a, a, a standard kooky family in a standard spooky old house, but done, kind of turned up to 11. Uh, the thing that you'll remember most about this is, I think, the smiles on the faces of the two uh, sisters, the two little girls, who do very, very, very bad things if you cross their path. Okay, we'll make sure not to cross their paths then. Uh, what's up next? Uh, number six, uh, Creep. This is a fairly recent film about basically about what if friendship was the basis of a horror movie. It's about uh, a needy man who gets an indie filmmaker to come and film his life, and slowly the web of lies he is told begins to unravel, but the thing that he wants most is to be very, very, very emotionally close 
with another human being, you should be terrified already, right? Uh, it's, I think, an especially poignant movie since most of us have been in relationships where we either really wanted to be much closer than the other person wanted, or we really did not want that and wanted them to back off. And Creep kind of digs into those fears. Wow, yeah, I, I think I might have to watch that one. That that one hits a little close to home. I, I think that's that's a good one. Okay. So number five, Megan is missing. This is another like creep. It's a found footage movie. Most of it is sort of bland. It's about uh, two annoying teenage, young, young teenage girls who have very sad lives and one of them goes missing. And the reason it's on here is that there is a sequence which I think is like infamous on the horror internet as the barrel scene, which is just a long scene with no cuts that is one of the more terrifying uh, real life based horror scenes that I can think of. Uh, this is one to definitely stay away from if you are not a fan of actual scary horror. Uh, but if you do want to be really scared, Megan is Missing will do that for you. Yes, next one, again, very much switching here to comedy. American Zombie is a satire. Part of the reason these movies are underrated, by the way, is that they have incredibly boring names. I could not possibly want to watch a movie called American Zombie, but it's actually really good. It's about, uh, it's basically a satire of social movements, uh, of the social and cultural undercurrents of a movement for zombie acceptance, and does that really well, I think, with a lot of humor and without forgetting that these people do actually actually you know eat brains oh that's really interesting that that actually reminds me a bit of uh the cw series i zombie if you've seen that at all i have not i've heard good things about it, it it's really interesting to you because in it uh zombies that get like a regular supply of brains actually re retain a lot of their intelligence and humanity actually and so th there is this kind of movement to humanize them and so it, it's, it's kind of interesting to to connect that to that Right. Well, and, and in American Zombie, there's even inequality among within the zombie community, which is one of the ways that it gets some of its its humor. The third one, this one is very close to my heart, Resolution. This is an indie film. I believe it's streaming on Netflix in the U.S. Uh, about a man who gets a video from a friend of his who has been addicted to meth for a while, and the friend is now doing much worse. So he goes out to this remote cabin in the middle of nowhere in California, finds his friend, and then things begin to go very strange. It's, I think, uh, it's, it's both a movie about narrative resolution, about our desire for stories to have arcs and endings, and, and also about the emotional bonds between people when one person is struggling with addiction and the desire for that, for their story of addiction to have some kind of hopeful conclusion and the way it can really warp the relationship when that doesn't happen. It's, I think, a very heartfelt movie, often very funny, with an extremely, in my opinion, grim, strange ending, and a lot of red herrings. Okay, streaming on Netflix. I'll also check that out. Number uh, two. Number two, Carnival of Souls is a black and white, you can see it in colorized, uh, but I've only seen the black and white version, movie about... Well, I guess it, it's about a ghostly carnival in some ways. It's mostly about the star, Candace Hillegas. I don't think she ever made another w movie, but her face is presented throughout the film as this kind of stark horror image, and a lot of it is just looking at her. She's extremely self-possessed. Her personality is hilarious, but she's also trapped in this uh, world that stops making sense to her, and we get to see her as almost like an alien crash-landed into our world. It's hard. To, it's a hard-to-describe movie, it's beautiful to watch. Okay, and coming in at number one. Yes, and the last one, Oculus. This was a recent film. Uh, it's another one of those movies where the title makes you not want to see it. It's about a killer mirror, and again, you think, no, why? 
but it is a very smart movie. It's a sad movie and deals with without becoming a message movie, without being kind of didactic in the way that, frankly, something like The Babadook was a little didactic. It is a movie about the experience of surviving child abuse and handles that, I think, in a way that really resonates with people. And it handles that in a way that I think really resonates with people and does not try too hard to give a message or a resolution. Well, that was our, your top 10. Thank you for that. Uh, we ask you guys to send in some questions for Eve. And listener John Coppage um, asked some questions. The first one that he asked is, what horror flicks have the best theology? Yeah, so this is really hard, and I'm not sure I can give an answer that is anything other than I think The Exorcist actually does, in the end, come down on the side of good old-fashioned basic Catholicism. I'm not sure what else I would say, to be honest. And then his other question was, and which have the best theod- theodicy? I don't know how you pronounce that. Theodicy? Like, theodicy. theology of why is evil, right? Yes. Why, why yes, does that bad stuff happen? Have- is there a horror film in your mind that kind of really even delves into that question? Even doesn't answer it, maybe? Well, so I'll say that Cube. Cube is not a great movie, but it is a, an intensely atheist movie. And I want to say Cube Zero, one of the sequels, goes even harder on the how horrible it would be if we are the only things that exist. If the only kind of intelligence that could have created the world and all that we see around us is human intelligence. So yeah, I'll go with Cube as at least as a sort of reversal of Christian theology. Okay, that's a very good answer. And Eve, do you have anything that uh, you've written recently that you wanna you wanna plug for us really quick? Sure. I guess the last thing that I did, uh, I edited an anthology called "Christ's Body, Christ's Wounds: Staying Catholic When You've Been Hurt in the Church," which brings together essays, poetry, memoir, a whole range of styles and a whole range of experiences of people who were harmed in the place where they were also taught what love is and how they've kind of restored and and reshaped their faith as a result. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Eve. And we're going to have you back next time when you discuss the top nine underrated vampire films specifically. Yes. In case you noticed and thought, why are there no vampire movies? This has been Doxacast. I'm Daniel Silver. And joining me today was Eve Tushnet. Thank you very much. Mm